Good afternoon, and may the Lord give you his peace. This is Father Stosh Daily on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with your daily message of hope. Today, let us enter into the mysteries of our Lord Jesus Christ's life that we call the glorious mysteries. The glorious mysteries are particularly beautiful because they begin with the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. We move from the resurrection to the ascension, and from the ascension into recalling with glory, Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit. And then after we consider the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, then we move into the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. And after we have meditated upon the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mother into heaven, then we close the glorious mysteries by recalling with great fondness, gratitude and joy, the coronation of Mary as Queen of Heaven and Earth. As we spend these few moments considering the beauty, the power, the life, the joy that is contained within the glorious mysteries of the Rosary, we also acknowledge the day that we are living today, the afternoon that is coming to a close and the evening that is just ahead of us. In these five mysteries, these five chapters of the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, or these five memories, if you will, we approach them through the eyes, through the heart, through the presence and the person of the Blessed Virgin Mother. May we never take for granted the great opportunity given to us to pray the rosary, to live the life of Jesus by praying the rosary, whether it is entering into the beautiful words of the Our Father, the Our Father that is a prayer given to us by Christ himself. Jesus, the Christ himself, gives us the Our Father. Or praying the Hail Mary, the angelic salutation. The Hail Mary, of course, is a composition of phrases taken from the dialogue between the Archangel Gabriel and the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you, as well as phrases from a conversation between St. Elizabeth and the Blessed Virgin Mary. We consider the glory be, how we praise God at the end of every decade by saying glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And then there's the Fatima prayer sometimes called the Oh My Jesus prayer. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Bring us to everlasting life. You know, we consider the mercy of God that is made available to us, the intimacy with God that is made available to us when we pray the rosary, the life of Jesus that is opened up before us when we consider the mysteries of the rosary, the chapters of our Lord Jesus Christ's life, or perhaps, as we might like to consider them, the memories of Jesus, the memories of Jesus through the eyes of Mary. In the glorious mysteries which we recall today, the glorious mysteries from the resurrection to the ascension to Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the descent of the Holy Spirit, the assumption of Mary into heaven, and the coronation of Mary as queen of heaven and earth, we have an opportunity to open up our hearts and allow the Lord to fill us with joy, to fill us with joy and hope and excitement over the reality of God's love for us and his desire for us to follow his son Jesus, 
to follow his son Jesus in this life all the way to heaven, to be attentive to the Virgin Mother, to Mary as our mother, as our queen, and as her children, to follow her to heaven as well, so as to be united with Christ our King. The resurrection, the first glorious mystery, is a beautiful, a powerful opportunity for our meditation and our formation in the faith because as Christians, as disciples of Jesus, each one of us are called to be a witness to the resurrection. Not that we are 2,000 years old as individuals, but in our holy faith, we've been giving witness to the power of Jesus over death for 2,000 years. We've been giving power to the proclamation of the gospel. We've been giving power to the message by admitting that in our own lives we have been transformed. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead transforms us from within. And when we participate, when we participate in giving witness, when we share the reason for our hope, the reason for our joy, we are lending our voice to the gospel of life. We are highlighting that we will not settle for death. We will not settle for misery. We will not settle for the darkness of this world or the chaos of this world. We will not settle for these things because we are witnesses to the power and the glory of Jesus risen from the dead. Every Catholic Christian must be, has to be, in truth is a witness to the resurrection when we uphold the dignity of life, the sanctity of life, we are giving witness to the resurrection. Jesus is risen from the dead. When we uphold the reality of marriage as a lifelong union between one man and one woman, we are becoming, we are indeed a witness to the resurrection. When we genuflect, when we kneel in prayer before the Lord Jesus Christ, truly present in the Holy Eucharist, we are giving witness to the power and the glory of Jesus who has risen from the dead. Therefore, as we meditate upon the resurrection of Jesus, the first glorious mystery, we must rightfully admit that either he came back from the dead or he didn't. There's no gray area, there's no middle ground. But in the weakness of our hearts, in the infidelity of our souls, oftentimes we start to coexist with this gray area. We admit that Jesus is Lord in some ways, but in our lack of fidelity, we make a statement that he's not Lord in other areas. And that ambiguity is lethal to the reality of faith. And it is terribly detrimental to the success of being faithful to the Lord and giving witness to the resurrection. Therefore, when we pray, the glorious, mysteries of the, res the glorious mysteries of the rosary, and we begin with the resurrection, each one of us begins with that most important element, admitting that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Jesus lives. Two simple words, Jesus lives. We may go to the three simple words of the early Christians, he is risen. So whether it is today, and we announce to our loved ones and our friends and our neighbors and our coworkers, Jesus lives. Or whether we use the words of our brothers and sisters of 2000 years ago and we say, he is risen. That is the reason behind 
us being who we are as Christians. He is risen. Jesus lives. And the rosary, the glorious mysteries of the rosary, they begin with that introduction into a call to give witness to the resurrection, to be consoled by his power and his glory over death. After the resurrection, we consider the ascension into heaven, Jesus' return to the side of our heavenly Father in heaven. Keep in mind, we're not here to placate. We're not here to fit into the world. People will believe what they want to believe. They will go where they want to go. They will follow whomever they want to follow. But for those of us who know Jesus, love Jesus, and serve Jesus in this life, we admit that Jesus ascended to the Father in heaven, and we want to go to heaven. We are aiming for heaven. We're not going to settle for anything less. In the glorious mysteries of the rosary, then, we find an invitation, we find a command to be sincere and authentic in our belief. We are aiming for heaven. Jesus lives. And where Jesus goes, we want to follow. In the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ to heaven, we find a glory that is shared by the Lord with those who follow him. He illuminates the path we are called to walk, and it's not always going to be easy but it is, truth be told, the only path to go, to follow, to journey along. The path of Jesus leads to the Father in heaven. But when we are weak, we need the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need those thoughts given by the Spirit to keep us on the path, to keep us focused. And that's why the third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, is so rich and so rewarding because it guides our thoughts. It helps us to open our minds and our hearts to the Holy Spirit. It helps us acknowledge that every moment is a Pentecost. Every moment is an opportunity for us to open our mind and our heart and our ears to listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But as we struggle to be faithful to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we are then given the example of the Holy Virgin, the Blessed Virgin Mary. She who so beautifully remained faithful to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, and rightfully so, the fourth glorious mystery is the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. She who remained immaculate, she who never sinned, she who never suffered from original sin, she who is totally and perfectly human. Mary, the mother of God, is totally and perfectly human. She teaches us how to be human. She teaches us how to love. She teaches us how to pray. She shows us where we must go. And when the Lord Jesus Christ pulls Our Lady into heaven in the Assumption, we learn so very much about how to be faithful and how we will as well journey to heaven if we are faithful to the Lord. The crowning of Mary as Queen of Heaven and Earth is a beautiful conclusion, a powerful summary to entering into the life of Jesus because where Mary is Queen, that means her son Jesus is King. So when we acknowledge the crowning of Mary as queen of heaven and earth, truth be told, what we're really acknowledging is that she is queen of a kingdom where her son, Jesus, is the king. He who is Lord, he who is Christ, he is also the king. May the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our king, now and forever, who has acknowledged his mother, Mary, as queen of heaven and earth, he who has given us the mysteries of the rosary, in his life, shared with us the memories of his life. May the Lord Jesus give you his peace.